Welcome to Twintopia, the podcast about all things twins. I'm Julie. And I'm Katie. And we are identical twins. Hi, Katie. It's good to see you. It's good to see you in person, in in the flesh. I love it. Yes, me too. But we were not together during the recording of this next episode. No. In fact, we were very far apart. I was all the way on the East Coast in New York City, and I chose to record this episode from the New York Public Library because that is where they filmed Ghostbusters, and this is a very... that was so cool that you got to record from there. Yeah, I chose that location because this is a ghosty episode, Mm -hmm. and um, you guys are in for a treat because we got to um, interview sisters... Twin sisters, Christy and Jenny, who co-founded Soul Sisters Paranormal. Julie, were you surprised by what we learned from this interview? I was very surprised. I have a different feeling about ghosts now after talking to them, but I was a little bit hesitant to interview them because we talked to them like a year ago, In but we had already recorded a Halloween episode a year ago at this time, um, and I was a little bit scared to like interview people that that do ghost things because I'm so scared of ghosts me too I was like ooh, paranormal I don't know if I feel comfortable but I'm so glad we got I'm over so our glad we did it was one of my most favorite interviews listeners you're gonna love it enjoy I'm Julie and I'm Katie and I'm Jenny and I'm Christy In okay so, order. so um we are, uh, this is for our, our special Halloween episode because these twins do something very spooky as a little side hobby slash job. And um, ladies, why don't you tell us what it is that you do? Well, we're actually paranormal investigators. So it's, a, it's something that we started in 2013 and it really started off as a girl's trip. So my sisters and I would routinely get together and uh-huh. uh, do different things at, at unique locations around the country just to really kind of see each other because we live in different parts of the country. And uh, so it's myself and Jenny and then our twin sister. And then we had a couple of female family friends that um, we met up in Moundsville, West Virginia in 2013 and had a great investigation at the West Virginia State Penitentiary. And then after that, we just decided to uh, make Soul Sisters Paranormal a, a professional paranormal investigation team. I love your name. That's great. Well, thank you. So it's twins and the little sister? Yes. So the two of you that are twins and then your little sister and your friends. That's so fun. So you get to have lots of girls trips. We do. Yeah, we've gone all over the country. um, And so uh, we've had the opportunity to travel um, domestically um, to many different states, many different locations. The history is a a great draw for us. Uh, So yeah, so we've had a a really good time over the past couple of years doing this. That's awesome. Yeah, your website's amazing. SoulSistersParanormal.com. It has lots of videos. So our listeners, you should check it out. We'll have a link to it on our website because... I mean, this time of year especially, but any anybody who's interested in ghosts or the paranormal, you've got lots of footage. Um, I'm, I'm going to want you to explain your equipment a little bit to me because I yeah. was a little bit confused on yeah, some of the videos. Yeah, me too. That's videos. what I was wondering yeah. too. Like, how does your equipment capture their voices? Because right, I'm like, assuming <laughs> it's, it's a, like, maybe it's a frequency we can't hear with our own ears. But you, that- it seemed like you could sometimes hear it in the room, <laughs> but maybe we just couldn't on the video. But um, <laughs> so tell us about that, if you don't mind. 
Sure, absolutely. So the very first thing that we always take with us on our investigations is a voice recorder. So when you're hearing those, what we call EVPs on the videos, we've either captured those on our voice recorders or our body cameras or our stationary night vision video cameras. So it's not like anything, they're not specialized pieces of equipment that we take with us in that respect. So the audio and visuals that we're capturing are really just on uh, instruments that you can buy on Amazon. Like I said, a digital voice recorder or a body camera. Now, the specialized pieces of equipment, um, things like what we call a REM pod or a K2 meter, these are pieces of equipment that are proximity meters that are designed to measure energy. The theory is that spirits are made up of energy because... Mm-hmm. We as humans are made up of energy. So, you know, that energy when you die has to go somewhere because it can't be created or destroyed. And so we try to look for those energy signatures when we go on these locations. So, for example, if we're in a, a location and we know that there's no power or any electricity acting in that location, yet we get what we call spikes on these proximity meters, that to us is very compelling that something is acting on it uh, because there is no power in the location. Mm-hmm. And so we, so we have several pieces of equipment that are designed to do that and then we also use a piece of equipment called a spirit box which is generally speaking an am fm radio that's been very uh, that's been modified to very quickly sweep through frequencies both am and fm so when you turn it on it it sounds like as it's running through these frequencies ah. and it's going it's it's switching frequencies about every eighth of a second and so the theory is that spirits can use the white noise to communicate with us uh-huh. so theoretically you shouldn't get full phrases Um, or sentences when you're using this device because it's moving so rapidly through frequencies. Yet there's been several occasions where we've picked up phrases um, and sentences that are very interesting and compelling to us. So that's some of the equipment that we use on our investigations. You mean if it wasn't a spirit, you wouldn't be able to pick up full sentences, but because it's a different frequency, you are. Correct. Yes, that, that's the theory. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got mm-hmm. it. And I'll just uh, kind of echo what, what Christy was saying there in that with that spirit box, as Christy mentioned, because it's moving so rapidly through those frequencies and you should not theoretically be able to hear full phrases or sentences from, let's say, a DJ or a country artist that's singing or something like that. Um, when we catch these full phrases, it actually sounds like it's almost behind the noise, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So it's mm-hmm. it's utilizing those frequencies to generate some type of, of response or uh, statement to us through that through that spirit box, which we find pretty interesting. Okay, so I have a question. So mm-hmm. in your videos, it sounds like sometimes you can hear them mm-hmm. in in real time. Or is that because you have that frequency hooked up to your headphones? Or no. are you hearing it in the room? No, we're hearing it in the room. It's audible to us in the moment. So, for example, if you watch the, the USS North Carolina video. No, I, yeah, I watched that whole thing. Oh, well, thank you. Um, yeah. So there was, there was a time when Jenny and I were in the uh, the medical ward and yes. we were asking questions and yes. somebody, it sounded like a man right behind us said, talk to her. And this was after Jenny said, we're just here to tell your story. And so we both heard that voice in the moment. But, oh, because, wow. we, but because we always have voice recorders on our person, it, we captured that on the voice recorder as well. Did it so, creep you out to hear a man's voice? Yes, that's one of our questions. <laughs> I, that would get that would freak me i'd go running and screaming out of the building but it doesn't you guys sound like, don't look scared when you're yeah you don't seem scared 
Yeah, we're typically not. Um, in fact, um, I would be hard pressed to think of a time where we got scared. We haven't left any any location at all. We've never uh, vacated a location before. And uh, we just typically were not very easily frightened, <laughs> apparently. But yeah. Um, yeah, we've never, I've never gotten spooked. Chris, have you? Not really. I, I mean, obviously, you have moments of trepidation. You, you, you're in these locations where generally the lights are off. So you're not relying on your eyes as your primary sense at that point. You're relying mostly on hearing and touch and feel and smell uh, is a very big indicator smell. of something going right? on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And temperature. So you, you feel that temp- temperature temperature differi- differentiate. Uh, um, and so uh, to Jenny's point, you have that like moment where you kind of freeze but to us, it's so fascinating that we want to ask follow-up questions. We want to see if we can get further communication rather than run out screaming. Well, because you're, you're, you're there for information. You're not there because you want to be scared. I mean, it sounds like right. there's a whole tourism industry based around people wanting to get a fright, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's so great. Yeah, that's such a great way to say that. And that's we're the antithesis of that. So yeah. what we do, and um, so we're both uh, PhDs. And so we wow. have grown up with a research background, kind of a research mm-hmm. mentality. Mm-hmm. And so when we first started getting into this, and, and I mean, it's carried on with us, but one of the first things that we recognized was there was an opportunity to try to use it to the degree possible as much scientific method as we could. Uh, so we, I think Christy might have mentioned this, but we go into a location and we make sure that we orient ourselves first to the location, that we understand if, if there's a power outlet, if it's on. Um, we do test with the equipment near that power outlet to make sure that that's not going to influence any mm-hmm. of the equipment that we have. Uh, we make sure that we try to adjust for any um, sound bias, if you will, that we can mm-hmm. in any of the locations that we have. And so we really try to, we go into it with kind of the scientific mindset. So it's less about the scare factor uh, for right. us. It's about, can we legitimately tell the story of the location and at the same time tell the story of some energy or spirit or ghost of whatever you'd like to call it um is there a way to document that and that's really what we've tried to do with uh, with soul sisters okay so you're not there just so we can clarify it when mm-hmm. i was reading your website it sounded like you're not there to rid a place of ghosts no. you're just trying no. to establish you're not that there are ghosts there. <laughs> no we're not ghostbusters and you know it, it's it's one of those things where we're trying to tell the story of any entity that wants to communicate with us but it's not our job per se to cross that that entity over because the places that we go to we don't own that location we're not the proprietors of that facility or that location so it's not up to us now if if a a homeowner or a landowner or a business owner wants that entity to move on we have people in our paranormal community circle that we can call to assist with that endeavor but personally we do not attempt that or or engage in that you're just trying to validate whether there's exactly great word yeah yeah. But I also want to come back to something that really started this this line of conversation, um, which was there are moments where we will hear uh, voices that we hear with our own ears in the moment. Uh, Christy illustrated one uh, where the where the guy's voice said, you know, talk to her. But yeah. most of the time, the voices that we get and that we put on the videos, we're not hearing them in the moment either. 
Um, yeah. So there is a great example of this on that same video, the USS uh, North Carolina, where we were walking, and this is what makes it really interesting. That whole night when we were on that boat, which was fantastic, by the way, if anybody is interested in in naval history, the USS North Carolina is a, is a spectacular place to visit um, in its own right. But when yeah. you go on a ship like that, the um, the doorways are very narrow. So we have right. a bunch of we have a bunch of equipment. We've got our boxes. And so we were constantly banging our arms and our hands on on those on those doorways in those doorways and so we we happened to be walking into the medical ward oddly enough and i had just made a comment to christy i said the next time we come on this boat we will we're, we're carrying backpacks right we're putting yes. all of our equipment in backpacks and so we go into that location and there's a great evp where a gentleman says watch your arms yeah yeah i <gasps> saw that one and i i was like is that really the ghost that said that? But or was you that didn't one hear it. But you didn't no. hear it at the time. It just we got did recorded. not hear. We did not hear it at the time at all. And so that's part of what we're capturing on the equipment. And so Christy does a great job of analyzing all of our all of our equipment and going through and picking out and just listening for and hearing those um those different comments. But we did not hear that in the moment. And I thought it was so fantastic that it was almost like a. Yeah, exactly. Somebody caring for you. Uh, and yeah. as we're walking through this doorway, somebody just says, watch your arm. Mm -hmm. I wonder wow. if it was like a captain or something. Could somebody be. in charge. Yeah, yeah. Either or somebody that or a medical, medical ward. A doctor. Oh, yeah. oh, right, right. Um, so so as you're talking, I keep getting more and more questions. I'm sorry. Me too. Um, I have a million. And okay, I'm like, so I don't know if we're going to have time to get you to all my questions. To, okay, I know. I could talk to you ladies all night. Okay, so can we go back to the smell? What yeah. kind of smells mm. do you experience? It, it really depends on the location. It, they, it, and it's interesting because a lot of the smells are associated with that building. So mm -hmm. cigarette smoke is very common mm -hmm. in places mm -hmm. like prisons and jails. Uh, we sure. were investigating the, uh, uh, the St. Augustine Lighthouse in St. Augustine. And one of the reports is that one of the, uh, the lighthouse keepers is said to roam the keeper's cottage. And so the smell of cigar smoke or pipe smoke is very prevalent sometimes. And we actually ended up smelling that. Um, perfume we can end up we can mm. smell perfume in certain locations um, as well as whiskey or alcohol in certain locations as well so again it's one of those things that when you're in these locations and you're not relying on your sight your other senses just really take over and so when you when you smell something like that you'll be walking you know through a corridor or something and say okay i just smelled roses or i just mm -hmm. smelled perfume and that could be an indication that we need to stop and ask some questions there because uh, maybe somebody's trying to make contact with you is that what you're correct. saying mm -hmm. correct so, so i know i think we asked you before we started recording um how you got into it and you said it started with a road trip with your sisters mm -hmm. but um what led you to do this particular line of work? I mean, where you were on your way to see a, a spooky haunted location because it's something you were always been interested in or tell us about that a little bit. Well, we, we've always been interested in this. Sorry, Jen, I'll let you 
back me up we've always been interested in the paranormal um and a belief in the afterlife but we would always just get together and do different girls trip unique trips and Mm -hmm. so we just happened to be going to moundsville west virginia which is where the west virginia state penitentiary is located but it's also where our our mother was born and Uh so we're we're going to that location for a specific a different reason Mm -hmm. and we had a family friend that really sat on the board of that facility and he said while you're here that that weekend why don't you just take one of those nights and spend the night in the penitentiary and see if you can connect with our spirits so we absolutely jumped at that chance Mm -hmm. and so that's really what kind of catapulted us into doing this oh got it wait Mm -hmm. so so this is this something that the public can do or you just weren't given special access both both so um that we were given special access to the mountainville penitentiary but they do have opportunities for other paranormal groups for evening tours flashlight tours um they actually do <clears throat> different haunted houses and stuff like that through october mm-hmm. um so it, it is a uh, they use it as a revenue producing uh, opportunity for the community mm-hmm. so um you had made mention before about uh, paranormal tourism <clears throat> so it's an opportunity to really use that location to do just that i see so now when you spent the night there did you what did you experience that night well that first night it was a very rudimentary investigation we had a couple of uh, audio recorders we had a digital camera and i think we had one um a night vision camera that night but mm-hmm. we were hearing things uh, like males voices in the darkness uh there was one instance where we were sitting up in um, the medical uh, upstairs medical unit uh where all the medical offices were and it again pitch dark we're all just sitting there and the the it's like i said it's a two-story building at that point this is on the second floor and it's accessed that second floor is accessed by two concrete and steel um, staircases one on either end of this long corridor so that's the only way up to this location so we were sitting in the middle of that corridor on the second floor and we started saying things like time to take your medicine come on up here take your medicine and stuff like that and we heard audible footsteps running up to the mm-hmm. point they were so loud you're, you're expecting something to materialize in front of you and nothing ever did oh uh, door, door slamming was another big thing and so that night again just kind of catapulted us into saying that we wanted to do this and uh, really form Soul Sisters Paranormal. And you didn't have all your fancy equipment necessarily. No, yet. not at that point. You had a few things. Um, okay, so this is... Wait, this wait, is, wait, wait, go back. Okay. Because um, you, you keep talking about, and, and your videos show this, that you are in the dark and mm-hmm. you're telling us that it helps to help your other senses come alive. But is there other reasons why you would be in the dark? Like, do the ghosts like it better in the dark? I mean, I know you use lights to interact with them too. So, um, but then just tell me about the darkness. And then I want to know if you've ever seen a ghost, like seeing Mm. their form. Well, I'll start this one, Christy, and then you can follow up. Um, So first of all, the, I think the darkness just to Christy's point, lends itself to utilizing other senses besides sight. Um, sometimes, uh, the, you know, your eyes can, you get tricks played on your eyes. Um, mm-hmm. So it's really interesting to sit in a, in a darkened space and use your senses of, of listening. And then also, as Christy mentioned, smells. So I think that's the first thing so that you're, you're not focused on utilizing your eyesight just so you don't get tricks played on them. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing is that it, it's really, it's a great uh, uh, ambiance for us to watch our equipment 
So mm -hmm. as things are spiking on our equipment, they're changing colors, uh, the flashlights are going on and off. It's a, it's a better way for us to interact with our equipment would be the second thing that I would say. And then the third thing that I would say is it just, it's a great effect, right? <laughs> um, it just, it's just fun to sit in the dark and, uh, and to do these, these, uh, these investigations. Right. And, and, and also, I'll follow up on that. A lot of these locations that we go to have general operating hours during the day. So the only time you can really get in and investigate is during the nighttime. Mm -hmm. So but ah. if anybody asks the question, you know, why do ghosts only come out at night? They don't. We've right. had some of our best evidence uh, during the day. For example, the Ma Barker house um, mm -hmm. in central Florida. We investigated that on several occasions during the day and captured some great EVPs. Um, Fort Mifflin, we spent a couple of hours there in, in the daylight and captured EVPs there as well. So it's not just that ghosts are out in the dark, they're out at all times during the day. It's just to Jenny's point, there's several factors that is, is really conducive to a nighttime investigation. Now, so, so I guess my question is, so you're doing this so that people can hire you to come investigate ghosts in a certain location. Is that correct? Or are you kind no. of ser searching out these places? No. So, well, and let me just backpack backtrack just as had we don't do this for money so right. everything that we do is self-funded so we're oh, not a com it. we're not a company per se oh, we're a paranormal investigation team and so but yes people can call us and contact us and we can go and investigate their business or their private residence um, the locations that we go to that we highlight on our videos we do that for two reasons one the first is really to highlight the historical narrative of those locations so Jenny and I and the rest of Soul Sisters team we get to have a very tactile experience with these locations you know we get to to walk up the stairs of the saint augustine lighthouse or touch the doors of the lizzie borden house or go into a penitentiary um, that house maximum security prisoners not a lot of people can say that they've done that so we get to do this and then highlight that historical narrative for our audience that's so and then, cool and you really do your research before these you can tell that well, thank you've you done your homework before you get there that is yep. so cool. Yeah, that's and that's absolutely what we want to do is we want to we want to share those historical significant events and locations with our audience so we can help in preservation efforts. And then the second reason is to couple that historic narrative with the paranormal claims. So we actually go in with a very healthy skepticism to these mm -hmm. locations oh. and we try we try to debunk things first to see if we can come up with environmental factors as to what would cause somebody to think the place is haunted. And then when we control for all of those environmental factors as best we can, what we're left with is the unexplainable. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're coupling with the location as well as the historical narrative of the location and the events. Yeah, and I'll, I'll just quickly build on that with what Christy was saying is that um, back to that research mindset, uh, when Christy reviewed and she she definitely the the reviewer of the evidence, so I give her all the credit in the world for that <laughs> for that patience. But um, there, if if Christy thinks she hears something or sees something on the video or audio equipment that we've captured, she'll run it by by me and by the rest of the team. And if we can, if one of us says, you know, I think that that might have been me. I think I might have tripped on something, or mm -hmm. I hit a door frame, or something like that. Then we don't use it. So mm -hmm. what you see is is um, the the documentation that we have, the evidence, if you will, that we have has been not only validated to, to Kirti's point to control for environmental factors in the moment, but then we also go through and make sure that we're accounting for everybody. That's why we wear body cameras that are time stamped. We know where everybody's mm -hmm. at. Um, 
so we can, to the degree possible, as Christy was mentioning, we're the, the evidence that you see is the best quality evidence that we can put out there based on all of those controls that we've tried to put in place. That's so fantastic that we oh. now have those videos that we can see. Mm-hmm. It is really cool. Um, I just want to interject here because I realized we only said this in when we were talking to Christy before Jenny got on. But um, the reason you're hearing background noise listeners Mm -hmm. is that um katie is actually at the new york city public library because that's where they film ghostbusters since she's in new york anyway with the i'm trying to be on theme on a family trip (laughs) she decided that that would be a cool location to record i'm in california and i don't know what states you two are in i'm in tennessee and i'm in florida Okay, so we're from all over the country right now recording this podcast. (laughs) Exactly, like four squares. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's very cool. Um, So did you, either of you, see ghosts as children? Is that why you were interested in the paranormal or what what made you fascinated in this subject? No, we've never really had a a personal experience to where we would see an apparition or anything like that. Um, Our our parents were very good at about allowing us to formulate our own belief structure, um, even though we're both Christians uh, and we do have that belief structure. uh, they, They always encouraged us to look at things from different perspectives. And so we always knew that there is something that happens after this, after we die. Yes. And so we just had a, a really an innate curiosity with this. Yes. And, you know, we, we watched the popular television shows and, and like mm-hmm. taps or uh, ghost hunters and ghost adventures. But we always said to ourselves, you know, why, why didn't they ask this question or why didn't they use this technique or why didn't they yeah. follow up with this? And so we said to ourselves, if we had the opportunity to go on an investigation, we would jump at it. And that really uh, presented itself when we went to Moundsville. Yeah. I'm just, I was just so curious um, watching your videos. Um, well, I have so many questions. It's like Katie <laughs> said, because I'm scared of ghosts, but not because I don't believe in them, but because mm-hmm. I do believe in them. Mm-hmm. And I am a Christian also, but um, I've just, I don't know. I haven't had as many experiences as Katie has, but I used to live in a house when I first graduated from college. It was a really, really old house. And I know people would say, oh, well, it's just, it's got wooden floors, so the old houses creak. Mm-hmm. But it sounded like somebody was walking up and down the hallways, like all mm-hmm. the time. And sometimes I'd be the only person there. But I would get so scared Aww. that I would go hide in my closet and I would just be shaking all over because it, it so sounded like somebody was there. Aww. But it's so interesting. It's, it's too bad that you couldn't, couldn't have had the perspective that Christy and Jenny have where I they're know. just curious about it and not scared because it doesn't sound like your experience they were trying to harm you whatever you were hearing but I know what you mean because I'm scared of ghosts also (laughs) (laughs) well you know I'll add and and um that when we go into these locations we do it in such a way and um it it, I guess it's kind of interesting because being an all-female team we we come in with maybe an empathetic Um, more Mm -hmm. feminine type of an approach obviously and uh, so we're not going in with this idea of bravado or trying to um, uh, enrage anything or make anything Mm -hmm. mad so we can honestly say that we've never had a evil or demonic feeling experience Um, there's moments where we've been sad you know um, Mm -hmm. something happened in a certain location a a child was lost or something like that so we can feel that that kind of heaviness or sadness but Mm -hmm. it's never been one where we have felt threatened or uh, to the point you know very scared or anything like that and Uh so um, when we hear footsteps we're actually kind of walking toward them to try to understand 
why are you still here? What, what's going on with you? Yeah. Can we help tell your story? Got you bring it. really so, positive energy yeah, into so it these spaces. Seem like they're evil presence. It's just a presence. Correct. Correct. Yeah, correct. And, you know, most most people, and I'm sure you guys are like this, your um, experiences with the paranormal are probably based on popular media and, right. you know, those those television shows or those movies. And they're designed for sensationalism. They're designed right. to build an audience base based on suspense and drama. Um, right. I mean, and so you've got something like Ghost Adventures where he goes in and and to Jenny's point has this bravado and this provoking mentality mentality and the the spirits respond in kind and they also again he also has to build that audience base by that sensationalism so you know he's got this one hour to create that entire realm of emotion we go into these locations we're there for eight ten twenty four hours sometimes Mm -hmm. and it's boring (laughs) <laughs> a, a lot of the time, you know, you're sitting in the dark, asking questions, hoping that something is going to respond or knock. And, and I mean, you, there's sometimes where, I, you, and you can ask Jenny, I'll say, there's nothing going on here tonight. I mean, what is, what is happening here? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, it's not until we go back and listen to our audio that we found that we've captured something. Mm-hmm. And so to us, to Jenny's point, it, it's not frightening per se because we're speaking to a spirit i mean of of course if you hear a voice out of the darkness that's you you have that trepidation as i mentioned before but to us it's it's a natural conversation you know we're we're speaking to them as they were a human and we're just trying to have that dialogue with them wow you're trying to learn something Mm -hmm, so would you say that you would be interested in or have you already in the past um been interested in reaching out to loved ones that have passed on in your life Mm -hmm. we have done this Mm -hmm. we've and we have had that experience chris do you want to share Sure. So, um, and this will just be a quick story, but um, we were very close with our Nana and granddaddy. And so granddaddy passed in 1986. And in 2016, I had a very, very vivid dream that granddaddy came to me and it happened three nights in a row. The first two nights, I he came to me in this dream and he's standing in this particular spot in the house that he and Nana lived in. Mm-hmm. It's right outside of his office. And he looks at me and he turns and he walks out of the wall. So I was talking to my mom and I said, you know, for two nights, I've had this dream about granddaddy. And so just, just off the cuff, she said, we'll ask him what he wants. And so (gasps) that third, that third night he came to me again and I said, granddaddy, what do you want? And in the dream. And he said, I'm waiting on your Nana. You're going to be getting a call soon. So about two weeks later, Nana was in an accident and she broke her hip and it was, it was pretty severe. So she was in the hospital. She ended up developing MRSA and she never really recovered from that accident. So she, we put her into hospice and um, she passed away in hospice and about three hours after she passed, I looked at Jenny and I said, I I know where she's going to go. She's going to go meet up with granddaddy in that location depicted in the dream. So we asked permission from our our family if we could go and experiment on this. And they said, sure. So we went to the house and we have two, what are called K2 meters. Um, These are designed to measure energy. If, if energy is acting on them, they go from a green light to a red light. So green means no energy. Red means high energy spikes. So we're standing. Uh, I, I'm, Jenny's holding the black meter. I'm holding the gray meter. We're about three feet apart. Mm-hmm. And um, we're standing in the spot that was depicted in the dream. And I said, Nana, are you here? And both of the meters start going off like crazy. <gasps> and, I, and I said, okay, stand back. Just step back for me. And if just to validate, 
go just to the black meter and just the black meter lit up. And I said one more time, stop and just go to the gray meter and just the gray meter lit up. Whoa. And through, through, a, through a series of questions, we determined what we believe is Nana and Granddaddy met up at that location and then they ascended to what's next. We'll call it heaven because we're Christians. Yeah. And so they ascended. And so from then, from there on, we don't think they're spirits anymore. We don't think they're here earthbound because we went back a week later with the exact same tools and did the exact same experiment with the exact same questions. And we did not get any response. Oh, so you just answered, you just answered one of my questions. And that was, since you've been doing this like a decade, pretty much. (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, I was going to ask you that, like, what do you think the reason is that there is presence here? If you, you know, it sounds like you believe in heaven. We believe in heaven. Do you feel like they, some people, some people after they die, they get caught here and they don't know that they're supposed to, they don't know they're dead. Is that what you think? Well, I, I, we actually kind of operate on three theories and Jenny can follow up with me if she wants. The first one is that they have unfinished business. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, for me, I believe granddaddy's unfinished business was his wait for Nana. Yeah. And so after, after that unfinished business was fulfilled, they were able to move on to whatever's next. So I don't believe Got that Nana, Nana and granddaddy are ghosts anymore or spirits yeah. because that, that, that business has been fulfilled. That's so sweet. That the makes next, sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, the next one is that they're not sure how to find that next realm. And I think we see this a lot with children's spirits. Um, they, they know that they're supposed to go somewhere else, but they can't find that way yet. Um, and then the third one is fear of retribution for the life they lived on earth. And I feel like that's why we can talk to spirits in jails and prisons because Mm -hmm. they think if they go to whatever's next, that they're going to be in hell for eternity. And they're just, they're just more willing to stay here than move on to what's next. Got it. Oh my gosh. That makes sense. This is so fascinating. (laughs) It is very fascinating. Okay. So then this, this brings me to something else. And, um, I'm, I very much believe in ESP, not just because I'm a twin. In fact, most of my ESP experiences have not been about being twins and not been with my sister. But like I had a friend that passed away that I knew I hadn't seen since high school. Katie mm-hmm. and I both knew him. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to youth group through our church and we lost touch with him. I was already married, already had a baby at this time. So it'd been like, I don't know, 10, 12 years since I'd seen this guy. And all of a sudden I started having visions of him. Like I would just start thinking about him and thinking about not really visions, but just memories, like yeah. intense memories about him and things that we had experienced together and just fun times we'd had. And I just started like missing him. And I was thinking, I wonder what happened to Martin. Mm-hmm. You know, I want, I wish I could see that guy again. Mm-hmm. And then my dad was over at my house like a week later and told me that he had died. And I don't know like if he had died at the same time that I was thinking about him, but I, I just thought it was so weird that I hadn't even thought of him in mm-hmm. probably a decade and then all of a sudden I was flooded with memories of him and nice feeling towards him and then I found out that he had died so mm-hmm. I can't help but wonder if like when you're when you pass on that you you think about the people that you liked or that you were friends with here on the earth mm-hmm. and that that's what that is and that's why I thought of him because he was thinking of me well I, I I'll, I'll speak to that if you don't mind um and first of all 
I think that's such a beautiful story, number one. Mm -hmm. um, just the fact that, uh, you know, I, and this is where it, it gets really interesting just from a human perspective in terms of we're all connected here on Earth and in this physical being, in this physical space in, in so many different ways. And so I, I absolutely agree with you. I think that that connection that you made with that other human um, impacted both you and your friend. Mm -hmm. And when he passed, I think that those feelings um, – you know, they can, they can manifest themselves in, in those particular ways. Yeah. 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 That's so cool. That's a cool story. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you two, because your twins feel a special bond. I mean, we ask all of our twin guests <laughs> that come on our show, these kinds of questions, like, like, do you ever get more in sync than, cause you have other siblings. It sounds like like mm -hmm. the two of us will come out of the bedroom wearing the same outfit or like we'll say one word and then we'll, the other person knows what we're talking about. And then we go, wait, I didn't even tell you what I was talking about. Like, do you have those kind of experiences with each other? Very much so. Yeah, very much so. And um, if, well, first of all, I have to say that um, between the four siblings, we're all exceedingly close. Um, mm -hmm. So That's our awesome. older brother and our younger sister, we just have a really close knit, we're a close knit group of siblings. But Christy and I, to your point, have a very special bond. Um, and I do think it, that that twin piece of it certainly plays into that. Um, to your point, we're constantly finishing each other's sentences. Um, there have been times where it's, it's been, this was uh, kind of a most, more recent uh, and interesting experience, but uh, I was talking to Christy and she was sharing to me this dream that she had. She's like, I had the craziest dream. And she's talking about something that had happened in her dream. And I'm like, Christy, I finished your dream. Because <gasps> I picked it up and uh -huh. I, I told the rest of the story about what Whoa. happened in Christy's dream. So essentially I could, I could tell her, you know, read her the last <laughs> chapters and let her know how her dream finished. And I know how mine started. So See, it was really, really there you go. That's ESP <laughs> right there. Yeah, exactly. Or twin telepathy, as we sometimes call it. There yeah. you go. Yep. Yes, we're extremely close, for sure. Well, I appreciate you women for your level of respect that you bring to your work that you do and just to this conversation and it sounds like you have a lot of love to offer this world and the people that have passed through this world. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Thank we you. appreciate you saying that. Yeah, thank you for meeting. But I'm sorry it didn't work out for us to meet at the Twin Festival. We'll definitely have to do it next year. Yeah. For sure. Well, I don't know if we're going this year, but uh, the next time we go for sure. Okay. That sounds great. Are you, you know, and anytime, cause are you both from California? Yes. We live okay, about well, a two hour drive from each other, which is too far oh, in our opinion. Uh, agreed. Agreed. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, listen, anytime that we're on an investigation or we have one coming up, you, you guys feel free to jump in. I think it'd be really cool to get two <laughs> sets of twins on an investigation. That'd be I awesome. don't know. It, it'd have to be during the day. I'm seriously, <laughs> what you're saying makes me feel better that I don't yeah. really have a reason to be scared, but I think I still am. <laughs> okay, but you, you, had, you, you said you heard a little girl say your name or something, right? That was, that was during the day. I was, at a, um, I was at a movie theater, and I was in the bathroom stall, and I heard a little girl's voice whisper, Katie, which is my name, under wow. the stall. And I, came, I quick, quickly finished and came out, and I was alone in the bathroom, just like wow. I was when I came in. And so I've had things like that that kind of freaked me out. Like, I don't. I don't know how oh. this person knew my name because I wasn't 
nobody was saying it to me. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, yeah. Why do you think so? <laughs> that is real. I mean, that'd be really cool. See, I love that. That's cool to you, and that, but it makes me feel like we shouldn't be scared. Of I know. I feel scared. like I need to think about this more. I think about my attitude towards ghosts. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, in my mind, it'd be like maybe the little girl was asking, was going to ask you a question, like a follow-up question or something yes, like that. Yes, I just, needed to be open trying, to it. Just trying to get your attention. And, and you know, again, that that is kind of creepy when you're sitting there trying to, you know, do what you need to do and something <laughs> out, of, out, out, of the, out of the thin air whispers your name. Hey, um, yes. But, yeah, just, but there's, there's well, typically a reason. It's you know not what? to... When, to scare when, you. When you're talking, Christy, you're making me wonder if the reason is because Katie's a, a teacher. Like she's with, she's so Aww. good with children. So maybe mm. that's why a child ghost would reach out to you because you are so mm. magical with children. Um, that's wow. a great theory. Absolutely. That, yes, for sure. Now I feel bad I didn't talk to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> we just went through a whole range of emotions here. <laughs> We went from scared to maybe excited to maybe. Now I, see, now I have guilt. Sympathy and, <laughs> sympathy and guilt. <laughs> now, yeah, now you've got to go back to the movie you, theater and yeah. sit in the stall. You never know. Yeah, that movie theater is still there. They don't do movies, they do live performances. And I am going. I have plans to go there very soon. So I will have to go check it out, see if she's still there. Keep us posted. Yeah, and then you know, just kind of pull somebody aside and say, "Just, just curious, is this theater haunted? See what they have to tell you." I am definitely going to a matinee then. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Oh my god! You got you two are so fun to interview. Delightful. I'm really glad that we made this happen, and thank you so much for scheduling it in. I know that's difficult with with you living in different places and different lives going on, but we really appreciate you making the time. Absolutely, I, yeah, we appreciate this has you been too. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're a delight. It was so much fun. <laughs> well, hopefully, we'll meet you in person. Someday. Yes, we we do have to make that happen. Absolutely, I think yeah. so too. Okay. All right, good. ladies, have a good night. Thank have a great night you. as well. Thank okay, you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. What an amazing episode that was. Completely unforgettable. And you know what? They were so sweet. They sent us t-shirts. I know. That arrived two days two after days the after interview. I was still in New York and you got the t-shirts for I both know. of us. They were so sweet. Like I just, I wish we were going to the Twin Festival this next summer because. I would like to see them in They're person. going and it would be so fun to see them in person. To hang out with them. Like I feel like we're friends. We are friends. And um, <laughs> if you want to check out their merchandise. Or their videos, which are amazing. Uh, you got to go to their website. You got to go to their website, soulsistersparanormal.com. And check it out, guys. Yeah, check it out. And then also, don't forget to go to our website, twintopiapod.com, because we've got lots of cool pictures of them out there. Yeah. And pictures of me in front of the New York Public Library. It's just yeah. fun. And whatever we talk about on our episodes, I'll put links to it on our website. So make sure to check that out. Um, so, Katie, twins in the news. Yes, tell me. Since we're trying to do a twins in the news section now occasionally Uh when I find a good piece of twin information. So um, I saw online on one of these Facebook groups that we're part of for Twins Days that um, when we were at the Twin Festival, there were scouts there from Gucci. I know, I heard about this. Trying to find twins to be in a show that they called their collection Twinsburg. Yeah. 
that's what they called it and they got these two guys and they approached them at the twin festival and i'm getting this from um the local news station there in twinsburg ohio it's called wlwt5 it's an nbc affiliate mm -hmm. and anyway so these twins let me just read you the first sentence here um so a university of cincinnati student and his twin brother got the chance to hit the runway during the gucci show at milan fashion week UC freshman Jack Bartell and his brother Nate were basically plucked from obscurity when they got the call that they would be walking in Fashion Week. So after graduating from Twinsburg High School, so not only were they at the Twins Days Festival, they're from Twinsburg. Yeah. <laughs> they decided to separate for college with Nate going to University of Akron and Jack coming to UC. The twins said they were in Twinsburg for the Twins Days Festival in August when a talent scout approached them with an offer. Anyway, so they ended up trying out um, with hundreds of twins auditioning and they made the cut. But really you know cool. what's funny about this is that you said you were on one of the Facebook groups for the Twins Days Festival and mm -hmm. people at right after the festival were saying, did you guys get approached? They were some you know mysterious person asking were, us if we yes. want to go to Europe and they thought they were trying to get, abduct them into right. a sex trade operation yes. type thing because they were so like mysterious and like about vague, the details vague about it, it. They didn't want information about their show leaked yes. to people so they weren't telling people information and about people what were like, it was what yeah. i don't know what this is i'm not doing it like Which, there were people that never how, applied well not that they would have approached us middle-aged ladies <laughs> but i can understand if you're like in your 20s especially if you're a female mm -hmm. and there's people coming up to you saying "Ooh, do you want to be a model but you have to come to europe i'd be like no way and we can't tell you anything about it because that's what they were they were sounding mm -hmm. like they were scared of these yes. people approaching them yes. and now i think it's hilarious to find out that it was, it was real it was a real thing and it was a huge thing yeah so i'm glad that these guys weren't scared off by the mysterious way that they were well approached. it helps that they're boys it does help that they're boys. But anyway, good job, Jack and Nate, and how cool that they were discovered at the Twins Days Festival. Yes. Where we were and that they got to walk in Gucci. So, well, Gucci, you were smart. Mm -hmm. If you're going to find twins, you're going to find them at the Twinsburg Twin Days Festival because yeah. there were thousands of twins there. Yeah. So I watched the video of the actual show. You guys should watch it. I'll put a link to um, the Gucci page on our website where you can walk, watch these twins walking the runway. Uh, very cool. Check it out on our website. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Have okay. a good day, listeners, and have a happy Halloween if you're listening to this before Halloween or it's on the day of Halloween. Yes. Enjoy. Bye. Bye.